0: It's real easy to run forward and look ahead at the year to come and go, I want to accomplish all these things. I want to change everything. But what about stopping first and looking back? It was Plato that said an unexamined life is not worth living. And (laughs) know, reflection is a big deal to me. If I don't take time to reflect on things, I almost feel like they didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And life goes by so fast. I want to take time to go back and remember and look at things. That's kind of what we're doing today. Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast from Real FM. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hello and welcome to Real Talk Season 5, Episode 7. Real Talk is the show where we get real about everything from current events to culture to faith. I am Kara, joined by Anson and Isaac in the studio. Hello. hello. So today we are talking about reflection. We're getting close to the end of the year. And a lot of times at the end of the year, we start thinking about all the things we need to do better in the new year mm-hmm. and all the changes we need to make. But I am a big fan of reflection, pushing pause before you go forward and go, I need to fix all the things Mm. and look back and see what has happened in the year that you've just come from. And this has kind of been a trend on some different blogs that I've read in the past few years. The Art of Simple with Tish Oxenreiter is one that she publishes a list of questions to help you reflect on your year. And I love how she puts this. She says, I'm all for starting a fresh new year, dreaming big, finding that one special word or whatever helps you, you know, clean out the cobwebs in the corners. But all of this is much more meaningful when you remember the bends in the road behind mm-hmm. you. And I think that's really cool. So that's something we're going to tackle today. my turn for real life boss level this week and it is the season for greed whoa (laughs) i know right out with it a hot take (laughs) here at least for me if i'm being honest this is something i've been struggling with this year a little bit this balance of gratitude and greed It's a lot harder at Christmas, obviously, because everyone's like, well, what do you want? So you spend hours looking online at all the things that you think, (laughs) you you know, like I need all these things and then become super discontent with every item of clothing and every (laughs) pair of shoes that you own. And I'm struggling with that this year. And I do this thing where I get sucked in to the interwebs. I feel like this is so dumb, but it's been happening for me, especially with clothes. And it's funny how it gets wrapped up Mm. in like what I'm struggling with self-image or with insecurity i get obsessed i go on this mission and compulsively almost start looking for the perfect uniform you know the perfect pair of shoes Mm, or the perfect like that's somehow gonna fix it and i know the stupidity of that and like how unreasonable it is and yet i still struggle with it like i still find myself doing it thinking no i have to find this thing this one thing will make it all better. And of course, every time you get it, it doesn't. But yeah. we still go back to it again and again and again. So, of course, obviously, the cure for greed is gratitude. But I'm just acknowledging that like that's a struggle right yeah. now. I'm not always good at swaying the pendulum back to the side of gratitude yeah. i feel like i'm more swaying the other direction if i'm honest
1: i think that this time of the year we're all susceptible to that whether or not we acknowledge it i've been getting updates on my phone about tech deals yes. and like i don't need anything and i keep getting these deals and i'm like babe this 900 tv <laughs> is only 600 dollars. we, we should, should totally get it somehow need that now i and know that's just totally bogus i don't need yeah. anything else but there's these parts of our brain that we just keep going, well, maybe this will be it where I'll yeah. finally be right. complete.
2: This will it, it, be it'll, the never, thing. it'll never get there, so I totally feel you it's on like, that. It's like, why
0: do we keep falling for this over and over?
2: It's definitely become an ingrained part of our culture around this time of year, which yeah. makes it hard because you kind of have to swim upstream yeah. to right. not get caught up in this. Mm-hmm. It's always been ironic to me that around the holidays, centered around gratitude right. and being thankful for something that has a lot of really deep meaning, especially in the case of Christmas, Mm. And instead we've turned it into like a TV buying extravaganza, or whatever. It's kind of crazy that we do that. What we think that those items that we get, whether it's a television or a new pair of clothes or whatever, like our expectations for those things (laughs) are so silly in retrospect. And we have plenty of evidence that that's the case. Right. Literally anything that I've ever bought, yeah. you go through this honeymoon period with. Yeah. Where you're like, this is a great thing. I love this so much. Mm. And and even if eventually you go like, I'm still happy with that purchase. It was a good purchase. Right. It still levels out a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At some point, you're going to come back down from that consumer's high and go like, OK, it gave me a hit, but now that's gone and I need another one. Yeah. Exactly. I think there's a little bit of a level of addiction
0: there. Probably? There is. No, yeah. it's a psychological thing. My husband and I just finished actually taking Dave Ramsey's financial peace course. And he talks about that, I think, in one of his sessions, that there is this psychological brain thing. You're looking for this high mm-hmm. and the buyer's high is a real thing. And yeah. then eventually it just has to go back down. Right, yeah. It fades. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is like an addiction.
1: I've got a good buddy of mine who right out of school, he got a very, very cushy job and started making a lot of money. He would say more money than any 20 year old should ever make. Yeah. And he'll feel fine about me telling this. He went to the stage <laughs> of buying whatever he wanted, right? Oh, man. And now several years later, he's in this stage where he's scaling everything back right? and almost trying to intentionally practice poverty in a way where he's mm-hmm. living without the certain cushy things that he's wanted oh, wow! just to prove that he can enjoy life without stuff. Like it's kind of an anti-consumerist <laughs> yeah. thing. I think there's something to that. And
0: that's interesting to me, too, because... I feel like we simultaneously have this desire to simplify mm-hmm. and yet also at the same time to acquire. Yeah. Because right. I feel better when there's mm-hmm. less stuff, when it's sure. simpler. Yet I have this compulsion to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're like at war with ourselves. So yeah. that's kind of fascinating. Well, there's, culturally.
1: there's a reason Marie
2: Kondo now has a store trying to sell us crap. Oh, yeah.
0: Which is so sad.
2: One of the things that I think has really <laughs> helped us in this area, two things actually. The first is that when we first got married, we had no money. And so <laughs> we didn't really buy a lot lot of Christmas gifts or things because Mm. we didn't have the budget for it. Even though we have a little more money than we did when we first got married, we've purposefully kept our Christmas buying budget relatively small, which always gets me, by the way, when I'm looking through ads. Get uh, this new Apple Watch. It's a great stocking stuffer. I and know. I'm like, I know. Are you kidding me? A $350 stocking stuffer? It's not a stocking like, stuffer. We, we have no. like a $50 budget for our gift total. Yeah. Right. And our stocking stuffers are like candy. candy yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> I want to so, be on that person's friend list I know. of you know, yeah. stocking stuffers. So of I, th- <laughs> I think keeping <laughs> your budget low for yeah. Christmas gifts can actually be really helpful because yeah. then Good you're point. kind of forced in your buying for each other hmm. to try to come up with something meaningful that's not a television right, right? or that's not an apple watch yeah. and so you kind of know going in okay i'm not going to just get tons of crazy expensive stuff i'm going to get one little thing that hopefully will have some meaning and value to right. me but it kind of helps take the focus off of the value of yeah. the stuff a little bit the that's other cool. thing that i will say is having kids changes the way that you look at oh, this a little bit too because if you feel like you're greedy wait till you see how greedy your little children are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kids
2: are super greedy when oh, it comes to Christmas. Yes. You get to see that very up close and personally when they're asking you for seven billion toys oh and yeah. things. Yeah. And yeah. They yeah. get upset when they don't get them and all of this stuff. Yeah. They wear all that out on their sleeves. Oh, yeah. As adults we kind of internalize some of that. <laughs> sure, We hide it from the yeah. world. We're pious them.
1: until that Apple Watch 5 is going to
2: come out. Right. Exactly. Go, oh, hey, right. know, it's, it's there in us. We just keep it kind of tamped down inside. So true. The kids come out out with it I guess it kind of opens up a window into your own heart Sure. Yeah. and you kind of go oh yeah no I, I do what they're doing I just hide it better yeah, yeah. and you kind of go I don't like how don't that like looks that. I yeah. don't like that we've got to do better in this yeah area. It is time now for Search History, where we do a deep dive into our Google search results from the last few weeks, find a random search query that we think maybe the other two are not going to have a great answer for (laughs) as far as what in the world we were searching for. Here is my search term from this past week. I searched the phrase, clean your sword. Oh, clean your sword.
1: Wow. I'm slightly worried now because this means (laughs) you have a sword. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm no, you take good care of your stuff. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm so picturing <laughs> I,
2: is that true? I, after that, <laughs> I take good care you of, take of my good
1: stuff. Girl, to good care of your stuff, that's a part of your personality that I just know is a thing. Like, like, I don't, have I don't to. know where that comes from. I'm really <laughs> no, I'm not sure if that's true. I'm that's picturing awesome. you like cleaning out your garage and stumbling across your broadsword, and that's it's like awesome. it's a little rusty.
0: I <laughs> just clean this. I mean, yeah, it seems just like a literal sword is all I can think of. Is yeah. that?
1: <laughs> that or it's a game thing. It's got to be a game thing. Because I know that you thing. play games. Right? So it's got to yeah. be like a, well, your sword in your game is dirty? That, so you
0: have to clean that it. That feels like a level
1: you... of immersion that you, I'm not <laughs> aware of. Have you ever played a game where you had to clean your sword? No, I know on yeah. Red Dead you can get dirty and you can take like a bath. Like, Oh my gosh. Which is weird. I was playing that and Brie walked in and there's like a naked cowboy like oh. halfway in a tub. And she was like, what's happening? I'm like, Trying to draw a comparison between you can take a shower and you can probably clean an item in a game. <laughs>
0: Is it like a a new way of saying do we need to wash out your mouth with soap?
1: Mm -hmm. Like clean
0: your sword. (laughs) Like the tongue is a sword, right? Uh, Like, clean your sword. I don't know. (laughs) This could
1: be an extension of like guard your heart. Here you go. Guard your heart
2: and clean your sword. sword. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't
1: know. (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right. So it's either I literally have a broadsword that I need yeah. to clean, yeah. which I just need that word to be up. true. Well, yeah. I have good news for you. Yeah. I do own a sword. What? Yes. Wow. I do. That's actually so pretty cool. I went to this private Christian school. Yes. We had an eighth grade graduation. The teacher that I had in eighth grade was like super into medieval times. Sure. That oh. was his thing. Okay. And so like one of our projects during the class was we created like a family shield with like a family crest on it. Oh, that's wow. cool. Wow. Stuff like that. Like that so at the graduation, all of the women received a rose dipped in gold as oh. their like thing for graduating, and all the guys received a sword.
1: What? Wow. And so I have gave 8th grade boys a sword? Yeah. it's a terrible I, I have down. a sword. And, and it however, has been resting in the garage. Uh, well,
2: it's yeah, <laughs> it's sitting in a room somewhere in a sheath. I don't think it's dirty, though. Oh. And so oh, I don't that's... know that I necessarily need to clean it. Oh, man. So, so this is, isn't
1: related to the that Google? That
2: is not what I was what? searching for. But I do own a sword. I'm oh impressed that you own a sword. I just wanted to share that information that's, with you. yeah. I feel like you needed to know. That is impressive. That's a pretty big flex. <laughs> yeah. I have never cleaned it, though, I don't think. i Maybe it does need clean. Maybe I need to search for how to clean the sword, but that's not what I was searching for. Okay. Any other final guesses before we do the reveal? I'm still holding that. This has got to be a video game thing. Yeah. Yeah. that's a good guess. Yeah. I got nothing. Most of my searches are video game (laughs) things and I had to work pretty hard to find one that wasn't. Oh, okay. This is not a video game thing either. I don't even know. The closest guess actually of the three was the Christian. Yeah. uh, Like Uh, allegory thing here. Oh my gosh. Here's what was going on. My kids and I have been reading the chronicles of narnia.
0: Oh. There it is.
2: So we started with the lion the witch and the wardrobe a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And so we were reading through that and there's a part of the story know where it. Peter mm-hmm. kills a wolf. Afterwards, Aslan is about to knight Peter and he tells him you forgot to clean your sword. Wow. And my daughters immediately were asking me why did he clean his sword? And so wow. I was googling clean your sword which is the first thing that I googled and got mostly very practical sword cleaning (laughs) results. So then I googled clean your sword wardrobe, which I didn't include the second search here with the word wardrobe because I figured that would probably give it away pretty quickly. Or just really (laughs) confuse you, you, one one of the two. That
1: would elevate your status in my mind, like Anson has a sword and a wardrobe.
0: And a wardrobe! (laughs) We
1: actually do have a wardrobe (laughs) too. (laughs) Yes! Wow. That's a conversation
2: for another time. Obviously, the uh, Chronicles of Narnia are very filled with lots of allegory, Christian allegory. And so I was kind of trying to figure out uh, does anyone have any good takes on why Aslan asked Peter to clean his sword. There's several good theories. One theory is we should always be ready for spiritual battle. Mm. And if the sword is a picture of the word of God, Mm. it's kind of this idea that that's our weapon to fight spiritual battles. We should always be ready and maintaining our understanding of the word Mm. of God and always be reading scripture so that we're ready for the next spiritual battle that comes our way. So, that's cool. Side note, I've been enjoying reading those books yeah. again. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, We're doing Prince neat. Caspian now and the girls are really enjoying it. So.
1: That's awesome. All right, All right you nerds. <laughs> Wow (laughs) Okay Strong words (laughs) It's time to tell you Why you're all wrong About the movies That you like About Christmas Oh no Do you even know What
2: movies we like For Christmas
1: I just assume Okay You're just ready for us to be wrong. I came out way aggressive, we've even been hoping wrong. that I'm yeah. right about All what right, you like. right, let's do it. I'm okay.
2: down for a Christmas right. movie fight. Let's have one. Okay. Right.
1: So my tier list this week is classic, quote unquote, Christmas
2: movies. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. And I've got a bone to pick with some of these. Because do you I, have any good ones? I'm just curious. Is your entire tier list just trash tier movies? No, 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 or, no, no, okay. no. So
1: I didn't actually do that. I was tempted to. <laughs> I was tempted to be like the ghost of Santa's demon or something uh. like just pull some obscure okay. I thought you were just
2: going to take every beloved Christmas movie movie and say they're all terrible so there are some okay (laughs) all right right. right. okay i'm not gonna stand Um, in your way i will
1: defend this tier list because i'm not just doing this to wrestle Jimmy's. i Uh think that this is a good evaluation of fair enough movies okay we'll see see. (laughs) (laughs) okay starting at the d tier list this is the bottom rung what i consider to be not great christmas movies but for some reason we keep watching them okay kicking it off i'm gonna say the polar express with Tom Hanks yeah. the animation haunts me There's, yeah. the
2: animation in that it's, movie is weird it's yeah. not great
1: I can remember though when it came
2: out the hype around is was like it looks so real and I'm like okay yeah. no, it's always been kind of weird I've uh, only seen it maybe once and I think I, I me too I was like it's never my, had a desire to go watch it again it's so, not great not my Sorry. favorite
1: that's fine I mean I'm <laughs> happy
2: that you guys share the correct opinion so <laughs>
1: keeping with that theme of haunting animations I'm going to double take this one so Frosty the Snowman the animated the classic weird, one yeah the classic one yeah oh. agreed kind of haunts me a little bit it's creepy I don't like the Rudolph <laughs> claymation movie simply because that's child abuse but it's just a reindeer <laughs> they're horrible I've had this take on this podcast Yeah, we have I talked never, about this before I still, yeah, I I still ago, hold this this is a the thing yeah. they just do my boy Rudolph real dirty in this movie <laughs> and it's not good I don't I'm not here for it I don't like it <laughs> Hard yeah. for me to argue with that one yeah, either. Yeah, I mean, so another one on the D list is White Christmas. No, there I will it fight you. <laughs> All right. Let's I go. will fight you. It's not good. It's not a good movie.
0: What is wrong I'm with you? Sorry, it's not. This is the it's only Christmas good. movie that my whole family will watch. My grown <laughs> brothers. <laughs> I can't say that.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> You broke me. <laughs> what day is today? 2019. We have done five
2: seasons five. of Real Talk Podcast. Five seasons. And no one has ever cursed in yes, a Real Talk Podcast. Uh, <laughs> and finally it happens, and it's Kara, of all people, about the movie White Christmas. <laughs> we literally did an episode on cursing. Yes, we did. I'm
1: sorry. And, and we you made know how it through that one. I feel about this. I'm
2: so happy. right <laughs> now. All right, so so tell us about White Christmas. Yes, okay. Tell us why i have got so feelings. Good.
1: I
0: have feelings. Actually, okay. no,
2: don't tell us. Isaac is the one with the burden yeah, of proof here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. started it. You have good to start point. with. <laughs> no, that's fine. What's wrong what's with wrong it? With and it? then let Kara defend yeah, it. Yeah, that's I right. I think that's where this needs to go. Good
1: call. So, White Christmas, from a like bunch of musical numbers crammed into a movie standpoint. That's neat. It's cool. The fact (laughs) like this kind of falls into this (laughs) realm of we got this guy. He can sing. So let's just make a movie happen around this guy (laughs) singing. A lot of the Elvis movies are the same way where it's like. Hey Elvis, I know you're on this boat in the middle of the ocean, but we found this guitar! And then like it just <laughs> does a whole... Once you look at it through the lens of people are trying to find ways to make Bing Crosby sing, it's just exhausting. Do like, you just not like musicals? I'm not a fan of musicals. Oh, well, come on. <laughs> I mean, <At> all. <laughs> this is a problem. I was going to
2: say, what you're describing, I don't disagree that that yeah. is kind of what it is. But yeah. But that's also just what the that's genre what musicals of musicals are. are. Right,
1: no, I get that. I, I know how I know how musicals work. <laughs> but it's just, it's something that I have to watch every year with people oh. and I'm just like boy how are they gonna make him sing And it's like boy we just need to throw on a show <laughs> okay kind of over it <laughs> well I don't even know
0: where to start with this this movie is more than just being Crosby number one there are some phenomenal actors in this movie Danny Kaye is awesome Danny Kaye gets a bad rap he's funny he can dance that's the other thing i would say. this movie is not just singing these people are like really talented yeah. and I realize it is kind of random but it is a musical. It is you exhausting. Know. It's <laughs> but there's also a good story. There's this story about this old general that they come back to see and they kind of make his year and it's really sweet and special. And I don't care that you don't believe me. You're wrong.
2: You know what movie I want to see? I want to see a Christmas musical with Isaac as the curmudgeonly oh, main character. Oh my god! Who yes. somehow accidentally walks into a Christmas <laughs> musical and oh, gets stuck there. That would be an awesome movie. And wants to get out. But by the end uh, yes. his Christmas spirit is restored. It's
0: like a Christmas
1: carol but like the <laughs> Where, musical exactly. version. Where did all these orphans come from? <laughs> Stop! Stop singing! And at I'm... the very
2: end of the movie Isaac has a big huge Christmas oh, no. musical number. And
1: see I'm not normally like a curmudgeon type person. I just, it tires
2: me to I mean, look, watch. Karen and I have like had actually many conversations about how she is a much bigger fan of musicals than I, I am. am. Yes. Of the two of you, I feel like I got to come down a little bit more on her side here ah, because I don't you. feel like this movie is objectively bad. Okay. It's just if you don't like musicals, obviously, you're not going like to like it. I don't think it's actually like a bad movie. That's so. fair.
1: This is my deeply slanted. This is, <laughs> this is kind of like my treatise on what I like and don't like. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's so, that's, that's, this is the Isaac tier list. That so, cool. yeah. That's yeah. what we're asking for. Yeah. So next yeah. one on that list, and I'll get through these next ones quickly to make up for my <laughs> <laughs> rant to make up on one. We had to stop that one for yeah. a moment. <laughs> the Santa Claus with Tim Allen he murders Santa, and that's how you become Santa. <laughs> that's the rules of that film universe. <laughs>
0: I liked it when I was a kid, but I honestly haven't seen it in years. Yeah. So it wasn't. It didn't stick with I'm me. I'm not going to yeah.
2: fight you on
1: that one. Okay. Yeah. Going up into the C rung, we have. I can maybe pull Kara back into this. Okay. I really like It's a Wonderful Life yes so i do i do enjoy that one wait it's in
2: the c wait tier that's though? in the c tier mm-hmm. come on it's better than white christmas
0: come on it is come on i
2: really like it's a wonderful life so i'm going to stick it in the average tier yeah
0: it's got to go higher than that
2: yeah i'd put it in the no i stay there it, tier it lives at c tier no it, it's, it's
0: okay it's got to be at least
2: <laughs> a, it's a good <laughs> movie i would disagree with you on that one too Jimmy i would put Stern. it higher
0: come on yeah that's okay. a,
1: it's, a, it's an okay movie. <laughs> I'll watch it. You keep acting
2: like you're being positive yeah, as you stick no. it in
1: the C tier. Yeah, uh, It belongs to me. It's in the not B-tier. positive enough. I yep. like it. I know where it stays, though. <laughs> um, moving into the B tier, we have The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. It's so good. Amen. It's so
0: good. I totally agree with See, that's a musical. And you like that. What's The Muppets? I mean, yeah.
2: So if okay. White Christmas was Muppets, you would like it. would be okay. <laughs> Okay, that would slap that'd be yeah. good right. yeah. okay yeah we'll do that make that happen oh and I'm hate on board musicals unless they're little furry puppets yeah. in yeah. which case I love you're them.
1: saying that like it's a ridiculous
2: take <laughs> that's a good take to have
1: fair um, that is
0: the best Christmas Carol in my opinion hard
1: agree really really um, next to that one is Home Alone in the B tier I'm gonna okay. say Home Alone's a good one see I would take all of your
2: movies and move them up one tier
0: yeah home, yeah
2: no, just wait Move It's a Wonderful Life from C to B move Home Alone from B to A Mm -hmm. In the A tier, we have Dr. Seuss's
1: How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original Mm. animated one. You put that on? Yeah. It's (laughs) a solid movie. It's fine. No, it's a good movie. It's real good. What makes it better than It's a Wonderful Life or Home Alone? Yeah. Do you not know that there's a cute dog in it that has a little reindeer (laughs) horn on on his head? Have you watched this movie? I do. It's so good. His heart grows five times bigger. (laughs) Like His heart becomes impossibly large. (laughs) (laughs) They grow a man's heart. Weird. It's cool. I
0: have not actually seen the original i've only seen the jim carrey version
1: you simply what
0: and that you've
2: never seen
0: no i've never seen the original and i never last year was the first time i saw any Grinch story ever with a Jim Carrey version. And I was like, uh, this is a great like, story.
2: No, that is okay. like so the first of all, the Jim Carrey one, one, one would be I know. like a I know, yeah, right? it's not little yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. right? No, but no, it's a great no, story.
1: You've never seen of so, a classic animated so if you have no. to watch between the classic animated and the new animated yes. the new animated actually is pretty good I've it's
0: I've a little bit of a little
1: bit of a little they of a little the of a Okay, good. So like they're nicer to the dog. That's That's the one you a That's the only reason the this movie is in bit tier is little there's a dog a dog. Like the dog. <laughs> My neighbor to that one on the A-tier list is Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. What? Yes. No. Yeah. It's yeah. solid. Actually, You're rating Home Alone 2 above Home Alone 1? Yeah. new schemes and new pranks in it. I he actually- electrocutes a guy with a dryer yeah. <laughs> It's so good. The second one is pretty good.
0: Yeah. Like for a second movie, there's a weird pigeonhole for a second
2: movie. You had to put that well, disclaimer in no, there. I don't know
0: though. I would tie it. Like I'm not
2: saying it's a bad
1: movie. It's no, no, no. Solid, if it were like, a standalone, B-tier movie. no. If it but, were a standalone film with no two attached to it, it'd be a good movie, and you know it. Not better than the original. No, it's better than the original. That's just no. I can't <laughs> accept that. He gets lost in New York. The stakes are raised. The you don't need raise
2: stakes. It's sequel-y in that way. We have to artificially raise the stakes. Now he's in New York City for. Some stupid reason I but can't. But there's
0: some really fun gags in the second one. Yes. like there's more characters. Yeah, like the crazy people at the hotel. Yeah, it's are just, really funny. They elevate it. I'm just trying to
2: make my position very clear that I'm okay. not against this movie. No. I like this movie, but it belongs- but it's not better than the original. No. And to put it above <laughs> the original is blasphemous.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay. You're
2: wrong. We're moving into the, the S original Home Alone is like an S tier. It's, it's one of the good. best Christmas movies of all time. It's
1: in a B tier. I, just- I would go B. It's great. <laughs> it's not the best
2: have fun being wrong
1: we'll wrap up the s tier so i'll start with something that i think you guys would agree with as an s tier movie up here we have elf with will ferrell oh yeah i'm gonna call that an s tier movie
0: oh you're not no way
2: a. Wow. I've watched mm. Elf for the last 12 years and I still laugh hard at it. It's mm. probably because it's more modern than some of the other ones is probably why mm. I don't have it quite at S. I got gotcha. you. And I will admit personal there bias in this be... one. It doesn't have as much nostalgic connection. Nostalgia. Right. To... I was yeah. about to say
1: like I was a younger kid watching this and experienced, right. yes. and I think
2: I got it at that
1: Goldilocks window of I'm still like a kid watching this. Mm-hmm. I so you right. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it came out when I was
2: a We're teenager. Teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so like it yeah. was good and fun and I like it but yeah. it, it, I didn't grow up there... with it like like Home Alone. Yeah. Like Home Alone I, was the that movie was that we watched movie. growing yeah. up. So That's that, true. That might be why I'm I'll, I'll agree. a, a more point. staunch yeah. defender of Home Alone. That's as a good well. point. Charlie Brown Christmas. I mm. love that movie. You can't Hard to wrong argue wrong with it. that yeah. much. Yeah. I would feel bad for trying to argue that Charlie Brown shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I would have so offended good. some sacred order of the I, universe. It's true. Like, yeah.
0: That is kind God of- is
2: like, hold on, <laughs> don't get on it's my gonna boy be Charlie Brown. Five
1: yeah. years off of Anson's life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that doesn't feel right. So the last on my S tier list is Chevy Chase. Oh my gosh! In the classic no. Christmas vacation, Christmas vacation. Oh
0: God, I disagree.
2: It is so good.
0: It's funny. The fact
2: that this yeah. movie is your number one Christmas number one this movie is explains number one. Very, so actually, actually, very on okay, brand so, for Isaac. so it
1: is number one. <laughs> it's tied with oh, okay.
2: a Christmas story. I oh, have a Christmas oh, story up there oh, too.
1: I'm going to add I'm gonna add a Christmas story to this because my list was limited and I am adding. I'll defend mm, a Christmas story. No, I know Christmas story. is incredible. I hate We've had this movie. conversation I before that you don't like it. that movie. I love it. The dad going downstairs to yell and swear is the 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 most furnace. real thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that and is I'm, a
2: real Christmas movie. I think that's so why I don't
0: good. like it. It's
1: too real. Ew, I have enough angst. So, so there's that and then the scene with Chevy Chase <laughs> chainsawing <laughs> the North <stop, laughs> and then like psychotically walking uh, downstairs. Yeah. I vibe with that. Like that
2: That's is just a real mood. Christmas and,
0: Vacation is funny. It's very relatable, but it's definitely not my favorite.
2: Those two would definitely be lower on your list wouldn't oh,
0: they? Oh yeah. Way lower. Like a C. Maybe
1: really
2: B or C. OK, well, I'm not shocked that we yeah. this, definitely strikes me as more of a like I'm, white Christmas. Yeah, like
0: a, it's a wonderful life. Stuff. The, that's where my nostalgia is. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I'm just into like, what would a movie look like if someone went through the holidays at their breaking point? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's these movies. Oh, God. I love it.
0: Today, we're talking about Reflection. As we said earlier, it's real easy to run forward and look ahead at the year to come and go, mm. I want to accomplish all these things. I want to lose all this weight. I want to change everything. But what about stopping first and looking back? It was Plato that said an unexamined life is not worth living. Ooh. And, <laughs> you know, reflection is a big deal to me. If mm. I don't take time to reflect on things, I almost feel like they didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And life goes by so fast. I want to take time to go back and remember yeah. and look at things that's kind of what we're doing today. We're going to go through nine questions. And if you want to go through these yourself, you can look at them in the show notes and maybe go through them by yourself or with a significant other this year. So the first question I'm going to tackle is what was an unexpected joy in my life this last year? And this is going to sound a little bit uh, materialistic, but my husband and I got married November 3rd a year ago. So just a little over a year celebrating our first wedding anniversary. And I have this beautiful ring with lots of little diamonds in it. I'm very proud of it. And then in the center of it, when we bought it was a stone called a Morganite, which is like a pink colored stone. And it's really pretty. Like I loved it, but I think guys have a thing about their wives rings. They want to be really, really proud of them. And they want to be like, I I staked my claim. (laughs) (laughs) He's always said someday I would like to put a diamond in there for you, you know, on an anniversary or something that would be fun. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's really cool. But I really love it. It's really pretty. And then one day we were at the bank looking in his lockbox and he was just going through some old stuff. And there was this little pouch that belonged to his grandmother and he pulled it out and then he pulled out this little baggie with a diamond ring in it. He looked at it for a second and said, give me your ring. And he held up the diamond against the Morganite stone back to back. And he's like, huh, I wonder if those are the same size. Mm. It's like, I completely forgot that I had this. This was That's my cool. grandmother's ring. And so out of curiosity, we're like, well, let's go to the jewelry store and just see, would they do that? I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't do it. Maybe it's not the right size. So we walk into the jewelry store where we got this ring and say to the salesman, Hey, we just found this diamond in yeah. our lockbox. Will you check it and see would it fit? Would it work? Is it good quality? Like all the things. Yeah. And the salesman takes it and looks at it under the microscope and laughs. He's like, it's point centimeters or less. Millimeters. Different. Yeah. Probably millimeters, yeah.
2: Whatever's below a millimeter. Whatever
0: teeny, teeny, tiny difference, but basically it's a perfect fit. Wow. Yeah. He also looked at it and said, you know, this is an older diamond. This is a really high quality diamond. Wow. Which we would never probably have been able to afford, not for a long time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We were like, okay, well, how much would it cost to put in? It? it was like $50 <laughs> really? to like send it off, have it put in and all this stuff. So it felt like this reminder that God's like, hey, I see you. It seems like a small thing, but it's a big thing. I'm just going to give mm. you this little unexpected surprise. Yeah.
2: The story that he's crafting that like, yeah. started a long time long ago. Long time ago. And, yeah. 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 I know. That Super cool. Yeah. That is way cool. Yeah. That is a really cool yeah. story. I I, Thanks. Yeah.
1: One of the things on this list that I kind of loved, they asked what the catchphrase for your life has been for this year. I spent a lot of time chewing on that. And <laughs> I promise that this isn't as dumb as it sounds <laughs> but, <laughs> I think that honestly this year, my like, catchphrase would be, wait, what? <laughs> and and I think that's because it. I've not been operating from comfort areas mm. in my life this year like. a yeah. lot. So like I've gone the three year gap from being formally in school and I've tried to purposely take several like courses on stuff just to kind of jumpstart my brain again. Yeah. I've, Tried to establish a routine of commuting to work by bicycle. Just a lot of different things where I kind of got tired of being cushy, comfortable coasting. Mm. So I'm trying to like kickstart that. Wow. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Why is this happening? Uh-huh. This way? My catchphrase for this year would be, wait, what? <laughs> I think I've said that the most. Over everything that's <laughs> happened, both internally and things happening to me this year. so That's perfect. That's kind of been my deal.
2: You've talked a lot about how that's been a challenge this yes. year, even on the podcast. I think you have shared some of that. Mm-hmm. Now that you're nearing the end of the year and reflecting mm-hmm. on it, are you still close enough to it at this point where it just still feels mm-hmm. hard? Or do you feel that transitioning at all? No, this is actually a good thing. Yeah, I think that staying a little bit uncomfortable this is good
1: mm. go to work i come home and watch netflix that's kind of been what i did before doing this i think it's better and i think i'm gonna keep doing this it's very cool i don't do well with free time i've that's really cool. enjoyed
2: not knowing what's going on
1: <laughs> <But yes>. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> the next question on the list is what was your biggest time waster This Mm. year, I was like, well, (laughs) (laughs) that's a fun one. This is an easy question to answer. It's my phone. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about this before on the show. This has been a year long battle for me trying to fix this problem. I've made progress, I think, but I haven't fixed the problem for sure. Yeah. I'm so convicted by this because I see it in other people constantly yes. and I have so much more of a judgmental attitude when I see it in others than with myself. Right. So like here at work, we'll sit down for a meeting and the meeting starts and like half of the people are still using their yeah. phones during yeah. the meeting. Or we'll go home and my kids and I will be playing on the floor and my wife is sitting on the couch, like using her phone instead of joining in. Mm. Like I could toss everybody under the bus right? Right, by telling stories of how everyone uses their phone (laughs) in inappropriate times. And then I stop and I think about me and I'm like, oh, well, I do all these things, too. (laughs) I'm I'm guilty of doing all of this and more. I've been trying to fight this battle this year and I've made a little progress in one area. I get home kind of late. We eat dinner. And then there's this hour or hour and a half time before the kid's bedtime where mm. I can kind of play with them and spend time with them. So I've been trying to take my phone and physically separate myself from it. Yeah. Put oh, it on good. the charger, on the counter so that I can go play with my kids and not be tempted to be looking at it every yeah. couple yeah. of seconds. That's smart. But that's what I found this year is the only way for me to beat this is to physically separate myself sure. from mm. the device. Yeah. Yep. If it's in my pocket, I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that's what I, I feel like that's what I've learned this year. It's like, I'm just not good enough Willpower is not to enough. keep it in yeah. my pocket. Yeah. Because every lull in a conversation, yeah. every uncomfortable moment, yeah. I fill with my phone. It's kind mm. of yep. a safety net. Yeah. And yeah. I is. hate doing it. I've had a little glimpses of time, like I said, between dinner and bedtime without it, or when I'm exercising. Obviously, mm. I can't use my phone during that time. So I've had these like little glimpses of moments where I am not a slave to my phone. I see the difference and I'm like, I love this. And yet when it's on my person, I can't, I can't seem to figure it out. I want to figure out a way in the next year to take this to another level to figure out Mm. how can I get better? But I don't quite know what that looks like. Does it look like finding more opportunities to separate myself from my phone Or does it involve getting a phone that doesn't do as much, which I hate the idea of because I love my gadgets? I don't know. But I know I have a lot of progress to be
1: made. I'm going to drop a take on this and I'm going to go a little bit more severe with it, too. I think that the way that we looked at cigarettes, if we're going this direction, we keep going this way. I think that in 20 or so years, we're going to look back and be like, yeah, this was terrible for everyone to have. Mm -hmm. Um, I think our brains aren't capable of handling the information that we now not. crank into them. And so I just true. view our phones as like a mechanism that does that. And I think that you're dead on for wanting to figure out a way to yeah. get a distance from it. Yeah. I yeah. say this as the social media manager for this. Dishes, <laughs> <but> like <laughs> when you start to feel
2: that, Twinge, mm. pump the brakes yeah. hard. I think this is it's an really addiction good. and I Fully. think it's doing ourselves a disservice to call it anything less. I feel like that's definitely the progress that I've made this year is I've accepted that yeah. like I have an addiction to my phone. First up. Mm. Yeah, I've got to figure out how to fix this. So yeah. I don't have the answer, but looking forward, that's mm. definitely a project for me for yeah, next year.
0: That's a really good one. Something looking back at this last year, that was a big personal change between January and December. A lot of mine I feel like have to do with marriage because we got married first year of marriage. There's kind of a big deal. That's a deal. There's some things going on. (laughs) I tend to hate all conflict and shut down very quickly when it comes to that. And so to avoid conflict, a lot of times what I do is just don't say the things that bother you because then you don't have to have conflict. Right. Mm. I mean, theoretically, eventually you do.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> because, but at least it feels like you're yeah, putting it, off, it.
0: That's what I've told myself. The biggest change in the last year is that I'm starting to learn to say things out loud and I'm go. starting to learn that it's not going to kill me. This is kind of like your phone thing. And I do not have this figured out. This is a huge deal for me. It's going probably to be a lifelong learning process but I feel like over this year, because I've had to have made more progress in this probably than the past five or six yeah. years combined. Just because when you live with someone, you have to start mm-hmm. learning, but so, so far to go. My tendency is still to turn in words and self-protect. But yeah, I feel like I'm starting to learn. I can say things out loud and it's not gonna kill me. Yeah, yeah. you
2: have to take a step right. in order to get to where you want to get to. Yeah. And this could be a really big year for you in retrospect. I yeah. think maybe in five years when you feel like you've taken five steps in this area. You could look back at 2019 and go Mm -hmm. like, that's the year I made my first step into a little bit of a deeper understanding of how conflict Mm -hmm. works and how I interact with it. Yeah, People that you can
1: have healthy conflict with and still be cool with them, much less love them. Those are the people you keep around. The wrong type of people will make you avoid conflict even more. And it
0: doesn't mean that I have to like it in the middle of it. It it means that nobody does. does? Only crazy,
2: weird people like me maybe, but I was about to say. Yeah, you do kind of like
1: conflict.
2: (laughs) But yeah, I I think that is the first step is you have to see the proof that, okay, these are people that I can trust with conflict. Yeah, We can be open and honest with each other and we're still here for each other. Mm -hmm. The next minute, hour, day, whatever Ever,
0: right we're yeah. still
2: okay exactly yeah. one of the questions
1: on here that forced some reflection on me which i get is the point of this but i kind of like <laughs> in the middle of this process though. hated it i'm like come on who were your most valuable relationships with obviously breathe yes that's a given <laughs> this year i have grown deeper with my existing friends that i have in a long time both through therapy hey and also <laughs> just being willing to start being vulnerable with some dude friends that i have in my life has mm-hmm. been a dramatic change. One of my lifelong friend's mom passed away this year. This was kind of the first time here I experienced anything like this within our circle of friends. It was so intense and so hard and so crazy that Mm -hmm. I think that it kind of just let us glob on to each other for a while. And this year we've been way intentional about talking and hanging out more. He lives pretty far away, but I've seen him a ton this year. And it's been the best possible way in my mind that we could have gone about handling something like that, both as just a person to distract ourselves with and then also just to talk about, yeah, this is the worst thing ever. That's not a conversation I would ever have felt comfortable having even a year ago. And I think that this year, the circle of friends hasn't expanded this year. But it's definitely gone deeper. That's cool. And I also joined like a men's group with one of my coworkers, Scott, who is a little bit older than me. And I think I'm the youngest in there by like 12 years. (laughs) A group of just older dudes I never would have thought to even talk to and now. I've had some conversations with them that I'm very happy about.
0: That's really cool.
1: I would say I've expanded my relationship with dudes. That's good. <laughs> that's, a big,
2: that's a big deal. That is a big deal. And we, it's so we've healthy. we've talked a little bit about that in past episodes yeah. as well. Especially male relationships. Vulnerability is something we tend to do yeah, very like poorly. It. Yep. Next question on here for me is, what made you laugh the hardest this year? Oh, Which is a fun question. a good one. And I was trying to think about this and I'm pretty sure all of these revolve around my kids. I'm because my kids are really funny. And they'd say really funny. <laughs> funny things. Luckily, I save a few of these. I jot them down in my phone or I post them on social media mostly for my own benefit so sure. I can go back and find them later.
0: That's smart. And
2: so there's so many of these where my kids say some random thing. For example, a month or so after my son Axel was born, I walked into our bedroom and it was dark in there he was taking a nap avi was in there and she was playing bet midler's song baby mine from the movie dumbo, dumbo. you might remember yes. <laughs> she's oh. playing that song on our smart speaker in oh there very gosh. quietly and just sobbing on our bed <laughs> oh my and i was gosh. like avi what is going on are you okay in the background baby mine. <laughs> she's like yeah and i was like well why are you crying and she's looking at axel and his crew and she's like it's just that he's so cute. Oh <laughs> my gosh. It literally oh, moved her to tears. Oh my goodness. One of those where, like, I was trying not to laugh in the moment. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> right. I didn't want her to think I was making fun of her or something.
0: That girl, I feel you. She's got
2: a big old heart. That's so yeah. Precious. That one was pretty funny. Or another smart speaker one. I walked into the room with Arwen and this, like, country <laughs> music is playing. And we never listen to country music in the yeah, house. And yeah. I was like, what are you listening to? Then I realized that it's not even in English. Oh. I'm like, what is this? And so I asked Google, what song is playing? And it says, I can't pronounce this, but <laughs> Google says it's Bevernil Njake Ogtits by Vessing Dangutein, oh. which is apparently a Norwegian country band. <laughs> I love it. And I was like, why are you listening to this? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, how did know. you start listening to this? I don't know. She's just... <laughs> I, so I, I still don't know how Amazing. she started Google. listening to that. Please play Norwegian country music. <laughs> exactly. Incredible. I don't know how we got there. That's awesome. A few other random conversations we had. Arwen, my daughter, I mean, she's hilarious. She's going to be a comedian someday. <laughs> so we're at church. I bring Arwen a muffin. A lady that's standing there and she goes, wow, what a nice daddy you have to bring you a muffin. And Arwen looks at her, rolls her eyes back in her head and goes, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I was like, wow. Under the bus. Rude. That All amazing. The way. Or another church one with Arwen. I said, What did you learn in Sunday school today, Arwen? And she goes, That we should not pray to cows. <laughs> Like, okay, I think I know that's what good, Bible story you're talking about that's there. That's a good one. You're, yeah. you're dead on. That's one way that's to put hilarious. it. hilarious. Uh, Shouldn't uh, do that. Another one that makes me laugh all the time. Axel can't say any funny things yet. Yes. But he's just started getting to the point where he is laughing. Oh. And there is nothing that makes me laugh more than a baby laughing. Yeah. Right? A baby laughing is literally the best thing in the entire really world, is. guys. It is. And so when he, like, <laughs> just now is getting to this point, and it's a random thing, right? Yeah. You accidentally do something, and he starts giggling yes. at it. Yes. Yeah. And so then, of course, you do it 37 more <laughs> times yeah. so he keeps giggling at it and it's so awesome oh, yep. i love precious. that so that's super fun
0: the next question on the list is what was an area you felt stuck in this last year mm. and this is so oh, very stereotypical i feel like everybody says this exercise but i'm thinking of it a little bit differently because i feel like i felt stuck in and not just because like oh i know i'm supposed to exercise and i didn't do it it's not that it's that i know that exercising my body helps my mind Mm. and I have just struggled to get back into that Mm. rhythm. I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit during a crazy season and I can't quite find my rhythm back yet. Mm. And I can tell the difference in my brain and I don't like it. Yeah, Uh, man, that's been the biggest challenge for me this last year. So I'm hoping for some, slow growth in that this coming year. The hardest thing I think is I'm kind of like this all or nothing approach. Right. sometimes, yeah. you know? So it's like, well, that doesn't count. So I try to tell myself if I go on a walk, this counts. That counts absolutely. Like, this yeah. totally counts. If I do a silly little video in my living room for 15 minutes, it doesn't feel like much, but it counts. It's something.
2: So yeah. And you need that encouragement because I feel like some yeah. of the most discouraging things in life are when we know what we want to do or what's yeah. good for us. And we just can't quite muster up the ability Uh, to get those things done consistently. That's really hard. And it's easy to get really discouraged in those areas really quickly because our goal is to just nail it. And most of the time that doesn't happen. Or if it does happen, it's a process to get there. It doesn't happen usually overnight. And so when you do have a success, you've got to celebrate it so that you continue to have that motivation to continue improving. Because as soon as you start to get down on yourself, it's like... Like, yeah, why try? Why why bother? There was this
1: tweet about zero days where it's Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything towards my goal. And this person said, if you want to change your life, just commit to having no more zero days. If I do a push up at 1159 p.m., that is now a non zero day for working out. It's just reshaping your metric for success and saying. Today wasn't a zero day. I jogged for five minutes and that's all I needed today. And I think that that's helped me a lot with working. out. That's
0: good. Yeah, I like that.
1: I love this question. I think probably the most from this entire list. This (laughs) is what are three words your partner would use to describe your past year? So me and Bree sat down. (laughs) If you've listened to Weekend Catch Up, you've heard the dynamic between me and Bree. And I think that our relationship is a strong evidence God truly creates people for other people. Because <laughs> the words that Brie would use to describe my year. I'm really excited to hear too. whether or not these are in line with yours or like the complete opposite of what you've described. <laughs> so she thought for a while and she goes, nerdy. <laughs> Thanks, honey. That's good. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. good. But not wrong. Yeah. Hacker. <laughs> okay. And then gooby. <laughs> Nerdy hacker gooby. gooby. So that's amazing. <laughs> so I mentioned that's that fantastic. in the middle of the craziness and hecticness of this year, I've set aside time for new skills and new hobbies. And <laughs> what's working well with this is that when someone mm. else notices me going through something hard or doing something hard, the last thing I want them to do is to be like, "Are you okay right now? This is really hard." <laughs> I, was like, I don't do well with that so uh, Brie handcrafted by God <laughs> will walk through the room and notice that I'm like slapping my forehead over a coding project and she's like I have a hard time hacking into the government huh? and then just leave the room and it cracks me up and makes me laugh so hard Aww. and it makes it okay it is just a comic relief that I need
0: that's so great
1: so so much I love that's that. great. it's so nice and then Gooby. Oh man. Gooby is kind of our term to describe all things that are taken too seriously by someone. Oh. So picture the bikers who have the full like spandex bodysuit oh, yeah. and the helmet and the glasses and the goggles and the shoes. We would go, look at that goobie <laughs> person. Like, uh-huh. so I've been biking and doing PC building and getting back into gourmet coffee and all of the stuff I'll be looking at I'll be like oh this is a pretty sick bike that is so gooby <laughs> so this is the year of me
2: becoming goobier I guess <laughs> the, the gooby that's one awesome. that you've previously made fun of yes like and she's that. there to gently remind you yes you're so gooby <laughs> just, just so gooby It's amazing that's a great question I'm gonna yeah. have to that's definitely one that I want to take back like yeah, to, yeah, to my real. wife and have us do with each other because I think that'd be that would be fun a great conversation starter last question guys here on our nine questions list this is what was a new discovery you made this past year Mm. and I'm actually going to take this back to the exercise thing that you were just talking about Kara and I hope this comes out as encouraging and not something that's like hey look what i accomplished that you yeah. did not or something oh, no, along I, those lines i'm sure it will but the discovery that i made this past year was i can actually enjoy exercise yeah that's a big deal and i did not know that that was possible <laughs> yeah. honestly and that sounds like i'm making a joke but i'm actually dead serious yeah. like no in the past i've known what you've described which yes. is exercise is good for me in right. a lot of ways right it's good for me physically. It's good for me mentally. It's something that I need to do, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how am I supposed to do something that I hate? Fair and, question. And so I've tried in the past multiple times to get up in the morning and go to the gym or do these different things. And mm-hmm. every once in a while, I get on a really good kick. Maybe in January, you know, when you're doing New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. and yeah. I do it for a couple of weeks, or maybe I do really good and I make it like a month and a half or yeah. something before I fall off the wagon. <laughs> but this sounds like the dumbest quote in the world, like completely self-evident, and yet it's been a complete mind shift for me I read someone last year and I don't even I'm sorry I don't even remember where it came from Newsflash you will not stick with exercising if you don't like it Mm.
0: oh and I was like oh that's cool
2: duh like,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like that it's a, it's a total duh statement. Like you're not going to stay with your exercise routine if right. you hate it, right? Because you don't continue to do things that you hate. Yeah. Right. That's just not human nature. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. You can do point. it for a while, yeah. but you'll never stick with it forever. Wow. Right? And so if you're going to consistently exercise, you have to find an exercise routine that you enjoy. Yep. That's right. as simple as that. Wow. And it might not be simple to find what you enjoy. Right. And it's not just the activity, but the time that you do it or who you do it with. Or There's a whole confluence right. of factors yes. that go into you enjoying it. Yeah. If you can find that thing out there that you enjoy, all of a sudden you can stick with it. Yeah. Right? And I learned this last year. The new discovery that I made is I can stick with an exercise. Yeah. Wow. And I've been running now a minimum of three times a week for like a year and a half Yeah, without missing a week.
0: That's so cool. And
2: I honestly have never done any self-discipline for that long or that consistently in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. I'm not even sure that I thought it was possible. Yeah. yeah. And so I hope it's encouraging like for you, it Kara, is. talking about like exercise that you hear or anyone hears from this, not this like braggy thing that I've done, no, this, no, 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 no. but that I've discovered it's possible. Like yeah. You can yeah. Find something that you enjoy. And if you can unlock that code for you and, yeah. and it's going to be unique to you. Yeah. Don't get all caught up in having to do what everyone else is doing right. or whatever trendy thing. No. Like for me, the Confluence of factors was... I need something that I can do alone because I like exercising alone, not in a group, which for Mm -hmm. some people, it's the complete opposite. It needed to be something I could do without a lot of equipment. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a budget to go buy a bunch of like stuff or pay for a program. I want it to be something that I can do from home. And I wanted it to be something that I could feel a sense of accomplishment from. So Mm -hmm. there could be some measurable, tangible results where I could see progress being made. And then finally, it wasn't going to be first thing in the morning. Oh. because there's no way I could enjoy it if it was first thing in the morning. No. I hate mornings. No. <laughs> so for me, running at night became the thing because it fulfilled all of those sure. requirements. Wow. And I didn't even know what all those requirements were. Yeah. Until I kind of lucked into it and realized them. afterwards, OK, wait, this is why this is working. Mm. But it's at night. It's by myself. I can leave straight from my house. I just need shoes. I don't have to do it in front of other people and feel self-conscious or embarrassed by my Mm. pace or lack thereof. Yeah. All of those factors worked for me. That's cool. I can actually be consistent at continuing to do this. That's so cool. And I can like doing it. That is (laughs) a huge
0: revelation. Like I agree with you. And I was listening to somebody too this week that says, if you don't enjoy exercise, you haven't found the right kind yet for you, which is exactly what you're saying. Absolutely. And I'm like, that's a really good point.
2: Yeah. So my encouragement would be if one of your goals is to figure out an exercise routine, don't be afraid to try something and then change to something else. Yeah. I always got stuck in this. I need to come up with a plan. Right. And then I need to execute that plan. Yeah. And if I stop doing it, then I, I I'm failed. a quitter. It mm-hmm. didn't work. So yeah. you're saying so like, like make seeking the plan. Seek, make the seeking point. the plan. Yeah. 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 Say yeah. I'm gonna try to find an exercise that I love this year. And I'm not Skin. gonna be afraid to bounce around until I figure out what that is. And that's if really it's good. competitive inline rollerblading,
1: that's okay. <laughs> that is very okay. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Cool, honestly. <laughs>
2: Our on repeat for this week comes from Judah and the lion. It's from their album, Pep Talks. The song is called, Why Did You Run? run?
1: run? run?
2: I do want to clarify right from the outset here that this song is not actually about running. I just got done talking about how I enjoy exercise and I enjoy running. That's and then awesome. I bring up our on repeat of the week. And it's, Why did you run?
0: <laughs> because I enjoy I it. I just answered that question.
2: <laughs> Come on. No, this song has nothing to do with literal running. I've gotten really into Judah and the Lion over the last couple of years. Yep. I really love their unique blend of folk and pop and hip hop that they like mash up all into this one kind of yeah. crazy thing with yeah. mandolins and banjos and yeah. synthesizers. and
0: Like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. and
2: some of them go a little bit more towards one of those categories Mm. than the other. And and this one's a little bit more pop oriented, I think. Yeah. But it still has all of that mashed up in there. I just love the combination of all those different styles that they get into their music. I'm kind of
1: with you on Jude and the Lion. If you have to have an introductory band of pop music to someone who's a little bit jaded, like, well, I don't know if I like pop music. I think Jude and the Lion is the perfect kind of band for them Mm. because they kind of will get you in with the weirdness factor. Yeah, I mean, they're really like alt pop
2: group like yeah they they show up on the alternative charts all the time yeah i'm yeah i'm solid on this band and this song
0: i do enjoy the song and it gets stuck in your head very very much is it a good running song hansen oh yeah it's got like tempo it it
2: actually is a good running song ironically it it does have uh yeah good tempo and it's got like this danceable (laughs) beat which is interesting it sounds like this happy upbeat song that you kind of want to dance to yeah but i was just yeah reading the lyrics from what i understand of it it's about his parents and about how he basically doesn't get from them what he wants to get from them Mm. that's really hard but something that i think a lot of people relate to yeah Yeah. verse one is basically him talking about getting a call from his mom who apparently got arrested Mm. and then he calls his dad saying i need your help with this and he doesn't really get the help that he needs the second verse is basically the opposite he's talking about how he had a fight with his dad And so he called his mom and his mom isn't able to give him the help that he needs. And the chorus, why did you run? Why did you run away from each other? Why Mm. did you run away from your problems? This is an epidemic in our culture of kids growing up with parents who have run away from each other.
0: Yeah. As as a result, run away from the kids. Right. That's Mm. really hard. wraps it up for episode seven through the season. I can't believe it's already the end of the year and as such that's why we did this Reflection of the year. And if you want to jump in on the game of reflecting on this past year, we are posting those questions that we went through today in the show notes.
2: Yeah, so make sure you go to realfm.online, click on the Real Talk Podcast, you'll find the questions there. Yes. You can fill them out. You can share them with us if you want in the Real FM Insiders group on Facebook. Or if you have a spouse or a friend that you want to go through these with. I, I literally am getting ready to go home and ask. My wife, what three words she would use to Yay. describe my ear. I love it.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Real Talk podcast from Real FM. Catch Afternoons with Anson and Kara from 3 to 7 p.m. Live every weekday on Real FM
1: Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast. Do not necessarily represent or reflect the views of John Brown
2: University, KLRC Radio, or Real FM.
1: Kara hates me now. I don't hate you.